Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of season three of the Wormbrenner podcast. I am your host, Justin, and for this week, I have a very, 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 very special guest over from England. He is a ex-Royal Air Force member as well as a current worker for the Ministry of Defense in England. He is Mr. Mark Troutman. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you very much. Good morning to you. Well, before we get into this, I, I really wanted to highlight why I wanted to bring you on. So you are the son of Bert Troutman, who was a goalkeeper for Manchester City. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that. So I have I have two really hard questions to start. Number one, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing really well. Thank you very much. No, it's uh, it's doing fine uh, here in the UK. Good, good. And for the second hard question is, do you still have a favorite football team or do you do you still watch football? I, yeah, occasionally. It's uh, it's quite funny, actually, because when I was a, a young kid, uh, eight, you know, seven, eight, nine, I used to quite, probably to my father's dislike, I used to support Manchester United. And my, oh. and my older brother supported Manchester City uh, so my, at that time my father used to take my brother to all the city home games at Main Road oh, and, uh, I think I was just a bit too young to be to be taken uh, but I can remember getting taken to one derby at, uh, at Old Trafford and that would have been about 1969 I think uh, oh, wow. and City beat United uh, <laughs> but but nowadays I like to watch uh, no particular favourite I like to watch what City are doing uh, and what United do, but also what Stockport County do, because he, he did manage Stockport County for a short period of time. And I can remember going to the ground with him when he was working there. And that was closer to where we, we lived at the time. So it's nice to be able to watch what all the teams are doing uh, you know, and how they're progressing. Ab- absolutely. It, just keeping up with, with how the teams are going that you have a connection to is is genuinely a, a really I, I, wholesome is the way I want to describe it. And so for those that don't know, uh, with Mr. Bert Troutman, he was a ex-German POW during World War II that was taken to Britain and then released after World War II ended. And that's actually where my first question starts for you was there a reason why your father stayed decided to stay in England because he had the opportunity to go back paid for by England and he decided to stay why why was that I don't know the real reason uh, from himself why he stayed behind I think during that time he was asked to stay for a short period to uh, to kind of help recover uh, certain aspects of, of what happened during the war. I know he did some bomb disposal in in Liverpool and around Liverpool, and of course by that time he'd uh, met my grandfather, my my mother's father, 
and was probably started to get to, you know, settled a little bit, probably and didn't feel the need to go back. But I don't know the real reason why he never spoke about it uh, or why he didn't go back straight away. It's a it's a difficult period problem in his life, actually, just after the war. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, de- I can definitely understand having that life in England was kind of like a fresh start in a way. And and yeah, so from there, he had originally played as a defender, but an injury actually put him in goal. Uh, he would eventually play for amateur side St. Helens Town, uh, where he had actually met your mother. What part of the movie, and in regards to the movie, there is a, a 2019 movie by the name of The Keeper that is about your father. What was the most accurate representation in that movie about you uh Bert and your mother's relationship there's quite a few elements that kind of are fairly fairly accurate you know there's going to be some you know cinematic kind of license to be able to manipulate some of the things that went on they were not going to be totally totally true to of certain course. degrees uh, but the aspects of of you know, it's it's more and more or less accurate the way that he played he played for the prisoner of war camp. Uh, so that so because England didn't have their domestic football being played because of the war, uh, there were certain games that were played with the prisoner of war camps. So he played for for the for the camp, and I think that's how my grandfather uh, first saw him play. So the the film portrays it where they're, they're taking penalties. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not totally accurate, but it's you know there's a similarities of a relationship to it. And, you know, taken from there after the war, local families were asked to take prisoner wars in for, for Christmas and so forth. And that kind of was an element to it. Uh, oh. Where he got brought into the family that way as well, because, he you know, he met my grandfather that way through the through the football. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the relationship was built up like that. So probably being shown uh, a certain aspect of, you know, the relationship that were built up and... and some kind of warmth and, and family kind of connection may have added to the, you know, to your first question, why do you want to go back to Germany? Uh, you know, it was quite probably diff- weird to have that feeling of acceptance so soon after the war mm-hmm. uh, and, and to have that kind of feeling. Sure. And that is something that we'll be touching on a little bit later is not only did your father have people that accepted him, but also there were people that rather did not did not like him. And before we get into that, though, I wanted to take a minute and say his accolades for Manchester City, at least for with signing for Manchester City for a thousand pounds back then, which is absolutely outstanding. <laughs> it's a great deal, at least in, in today's age. Yeah. Um, he made over 500 appearances and had a save percentage of 60% in penalties. There was a quote that I had found, and I either wanted to get your first reaction or for you to remember your first first thoughts once you once you hear this quote. Of there was a quote said about your father, and it it and it goes, and I quote: "There have only been two world class goalkeepers." One was Lev Yashin. The other was the German boy who played for Manchester City. And that was said by Lev Yashin himself. 
how does it feel to have your father be talked about by arguably the greatest goalkeeper to ever play the game? It's a, it's a funny thing, actually. I've heard a similar thing being mentioned by other people. And again, at the time, the way you know, the, the football was in, in those days, and you know, it's a dramatic change to, to the, the equipment, the, the football, the boots, the, everything, the pitches, compared to how they played in those days. And so, and also, goalkeepers in those days could be tackled. So it was a, a lot tougher than, than than nowadays, and it's it's a weird thing to 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 think of your father in in that way, uh, because I've, I have mentioned before that to me he was just just a father first and foremost, and mm-hmm. kind of football thing was just an aside, which is probably sounds a bit kind of not derogatory, but you know it's it's a weird thing uh, when you've got somebody like your father who's so famous for for what he did and you know and then being uh, a, a father first and foremost in, in my eyes and again it, the difficulties arose around because I, I mentioned that my parents split up when I was 10 years old mm-hmm. so again it was always there you know all, all my father is a, you know the name is always is always remembered quite synonymous with with what he did mm-hmm. So it's always a difficult thing. To, I'm, I'm very proud of what he did and uh, always will be. Uh, but to be recognised as such uh, is quite I'm sorry, pleasing, but quite extraordinary as well in, in that side. It's uh, it's a funny thing having uh, you know, a father like that mm-hmm. in that period and what he went through as well. So there's, you know, he's kind of looking at it all in context uh, of what he achieved on the pitch. I mean, he was a good athlete across all aspects of sport. He, he enjoyed his sport, handball, mm-hmm. athletics, and he, he did a, a great deal of that uh, before he kind of fell in love with football. Absolutely. And and going back, and I had dug and saw some pictures, older pictures of when your father was playing, and oh my word, he was huge. <laughs> I, was, I was like, he made all of the players that were around him look so tiny and I was just, I was, I was amazed. He, he, he definitely, I, I'm, I'm sure back then had an absolutely dominating physical presence in, in the goalie box, and it, I, it was, it must have been a force to be reckoned with, it, to say the least. And as you had mentioned uh, before, there, there were some prejudice against your father, especially after the war specifically. And I kind of wanted to touch on that a tiny bit. There was a story that your aunt had actually told about your father coming off of the pitch, and he was covered in phlegm, uh, as well as there was also a story about a poison pen letter that was wrote uh, to your father. Uh, was there any other stories that came out, and, and do you mind talking about that? There's, uh, again, because it was so soon after the war ended, there's always going to be some prejudice and, you know, it's uh, it's very easy for for the hatred to be directed to just one person. And, of course, if you're thrust into the limelight of, of, of the public eye, uh, again, at that period, then it's quite understandable that it, you'd be targeted for that. It's... I mean, the stories you talk about there were told to me by my auntie and by by my my mother as well. And, of course, there's a story in the film as well, which is true, 
where the Jewish community uh, that supported Manchester City said they wouldn't support. But and it was the, the, the Rabbi of Manchester who wrote that open letter into the newspaper, who kind of, kind of more or less turned around and said that you can't just blame one man for what went on during the war. And I think that kind of helped the acceptance across the, the whole aspect of it. Yes, there's going to be animosity and prejudice against him. And you know, it's quite ironic if you try to relate it to this day and age. And if you put it into that kind of context, if a football player came across from another nation, you know, uh, and if that would be accepted or not, uh, it's a it's a quite kind of thought provoking. That that actually was something that in my research I had seen was the the rabbi's letter basically saying that you can't put all of this on onto one man. It, it's unfair. And it was such a moving letter and something that was truly amazing uh, when it came to the acceptance of Bert, not only just at Manchester City, but in England as a whole. And to talk a little bit more about the film itself, too, I, I wanted to ask you, with the film itself, if you got to be the director of that film for a week and you got to add a scene to this movie because there was already so many elements in it and with only an hour and a half to two hours to tell this amazing and remarkable story about your father there's so much that most films would struggle with it what would you add or or change a little bit about this movie if if anything uh, to be honest, there's not a great deal that I'd, I'd want to change. It's I've seen the film about five or six times now. And for me, each every time I see it, it's, it's a more of an emotional roller coaster for me because I wasn't alive during that period of time. And I know that my, when my father spoke to the, the, the directors and the producers of the film, uh, which thankfully he was alive at the time when they were planning the film, that he said he didn't want to be just remembered for the goalkeeper that broke his neck in the FA Cup final. He wanted to be remembered for, for more than just that. And I think the film puts that across quite well. Uh, it kind of is thought-provoking for, for myself uh, to think of the early days of, of my parents and, and how they met and how they lived and the dramatic uh, consequences of the loss of, of a son. Uh, so soon after the highs of, of uh, winning the FA Cup final. And, you know, it puts a lot of kind of thoughts into my mind uh, of what went on after the FA Cup final. And, you know, I was born in 1960, so that was like four years after the FA Cup final. And like I said, the parents split up in 1970. So it was understanding the the stress and the strain that such a, a loss puts into it. And the film put that across quite well. And also the the story about the little boy, which is in the film, which is, again, not true, but it kind of harks back to uh, uh, an aspect that my father may have experienced when he was training uh, in, in the, uh, the paratroopers, where they you know, may have been known about the atrocities against the Jews because not all the Germans knew it, what was happening and, and kind of put it to the back of their minds. And... I think there was, uh, again, potentially true that the way he felt he was being punished for the loss, you know, by the loss of his son. But on the whole, the film, I think, is, is a good portrayal. Yeah, like I said earlier on, there's a few uh, cinematic licenses where, where it's been 
the dramatic area comes across, but I think on, as a whole, it's quite a good story. Yeah, I it, actually going to the conversation that we had had when we first started to chat. That was one of the things that I had said was I had watched the movie over winter break and uh, I was absolutely floored and it was it was just such a, a good movie and one that I, I I highly advise anyone and everyone to watch that movie because it is an absolutely amazing movie. And it, it also to say as well, being a, a Manchester City fan myself, I, I have to be 100% completely honest. I know I'm going to throw myself under the bus here, but I actually didn't know about this story at all being uh, from the United States or, or anything. And, and to know that this story was out there was, as you put it, v- extremely moving and something that it I I you can't really put into words. And it's ama- it, it truly is amazing uh, to know that there there is this story out there that that in a way humanity is still there even after such horrible things happened in the world. And to talk more about the your father's playing on not only the club level, but the national level, Germany had a home player rule in which Germany only selected players that played in Germany, uh, which meant that your father had actually not been called up ever to the German national side. And was that ever something that your father had wanted to do? Or was that in the background and he focused more on on club uh, rather than national? I remember kind of discussing this with my father one time when I visited him in Spain. And I think there was a an air of disappointment in him that he didn't have the opportunity to to play for, for his national team. I think any player wants that accolade of, of being able to, to represent their country in their given sport. And for him not to be, you know, for at that game that time, uh, because he's playing outside of the, the country, uh, I think there was an air of disappointment. Uh, he had a chance to work with the German team uh, during the 66 World Cup. Uh, and I don't ever know if that was enough for him. It was, uh, but I know I think there was de- definite disappointment that he never did. But I, again, because of his his character and, and the way that he was, he accepted that, uh, you know, it, as, as as it was, and uh, knew that he had no way that he could influence influence it. Yeah, and I, it it makes me as as a person that studies football and studies the game itself it makes me kind of wonder how far the German national side would have gone if your father was a part of it and I I guess we'll never know when it when it comes to that but that that was thank you for sharing that I I really appreciate that and it's something that it is it is gutting to not be able to play for your national side, but uh, uh, as as you had said, um, I'm glad that your father 
had still been able to accept it and and that's it, that's really amazing and something that is is very admirable as well yeah and, and he w- he was also involved to some degree during the uh, 96 euro championship when germany won he flew back from from the uk uh, with the german team and uh, he met up because in that, that time i was serving in germany and he came up to visitors just shortly after he got back and i think he was you know able to have an input into the german football kind of uh, national teams as well so he was he was i think he was always recognized and accepted for for what he achieved in england in germany uh, and you know it's it's i always thought that he was never that well recognized in germany uh, as a player mm-hmm. and i you know because you, you know with the name you go around and people remember the name both young people and old people and i visited germany on numerous occasions with with work both in the military and in my current role and uh, it's kind of come to light that, that more people in germany are, are aware of him uh, especially from his hometown in bremen that's actually that's actually really amazing to to know that not only did england that respect and love what he did but germany as well it even even in the later years as well and and to also mention as well when it comes to accolades your father was awarded the officer of the order of the british empire as well as the name is eluding me as well but i believe it was the german equivalent of the order of the british empire i if it correct me if i'm wrong no, that's you correct. Yes, and I, the name of it also has eluded me as well. But it's uh, it, he has been awarded both of those, and I think they're currently on display in in Germany. Oh wow! That and and that and that in itself as well is is a, a testament to to what he did too. To to improve and and the reasons why he also won the award um, was for the improving of the relations between England and Germany during this period and over over the years even after. And that kind of goes to my next question is you had said in an interview that uh, everyone knew him as Troutman, the world-class goalkeeper, but you knew him as your, your father. Uh, has the other side have have you seen more of the other side i i guess this is high when i ask this it is more of that other side being seen i i guess is it, it what are does. your thoughts it, it does when i was in the air force and used to get posted from station to station you know i'd arrive and again in the, you know, it's not a well there's not many people in the uk with that name so it was you know people knew who my father was and Nine times out of ten, they'd say, "Oh, we're, we're going to put your name down to play football for the state, you know, for the for the base." I'm going, "I don't play football that much at all." And unfortunately, the skills have skipped a generation or two. Uh, but recently, uh, my wife and I had a trip to Berlin uh, back in February. I've been to Berlin before because there's a there's a colleague of my father's who lives there, and we wanted to meet up with him. And in the hotel that we were staying in Berlin. Back in February, we were sat in the bar one evening, and uh, and the bar was near the reception, and all these kind of people were coming in into the reception, and these German uh, 
people sat next to us and they started talking and a, and a friend who, who went with us kind of burst into conversation with these and, and they were to do with football but at that low kind of uh, local club level and then he he told one of them who my father was and this one person was over the moon to find out who I was and who my father was and started to discuss and it turned out that they were from Russelsheim which is where my father worked after you know in, in the late 60s and I think yeah. we spent about two and a half hours just talking about my father and football in general uh, which was which was quite good and they were it was quite I enjoyed it because I don't mind I'm always happy to talk about my father and I, I do with pride and it was nice to speak to somebody in Germany from a, a town that where he, he worked previously uh, and understand uh, how they they admired him. It's the same with the with the Trura, which is a, a local youth team where he played before uh, the war. And I've had correspondence with, with them. That's one place I've never been to is, is his birthplace, which is one place I would like to visit uh, if I can at all possible. But no, I think the, the name... You know, it, it sticks out in people's minds, and if you go somewhere and get introduced to people, it's like an inevitable question. I'm, I'm always ready for the question to come along saying, any relation to Bert Troutman? So it's, uh, and some of them are quite shocked and surprised to say, uh, when I say yes. Uh, but it's, uh, no, it happens quite a lot, actually. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a really amazing story, and it, it, it also shows how truly connected the world is when it comes to football and to know that you have so many different stories from so many different perspectives i i absolutely love it and it's it's something that you you can't replicate and when it comes to as you had already alluded to as well before talking about your father it, when it came to the story of his life he wanted to be remembered as the goalkeeper for manchester city that had the over 500 appearances and he 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 wanted to he he wanted to be be remembered for for that and to not only have that on his side but to highlight one specific match i'm very confident that you've been asked about this match more times than i could probably count but the 1956 fa cup final this was your father's second appearance in the british fa cup final uh actually having made the final the previous year against newcastle but unfortunately lost in this game manchester city were up three to one uh, against Birmingham City, and a attacker had gone in for a shot in which, uh, instead of connecting with the ball, he connected with your father's head. And uh, unknowingly, uh, your father had broken his neck. And what were your thoughts when hearing about this and, and knowing that your father not only played through a broken neck, but actually lasted several days afterwards it was three or four days until this problem was actually figured out what was what was your thoughts and reactions on that 
I've, I've, has anybody seen the actual uh, moment that it happens that he, his, his neck gets broken and, and then the, the minutes that followed afterwards uh, and then you know both if I, th- I think if you watch that film not knowing that his neck was broken then I think the I think the impact would be greater on you you know it, it, because we watched the film and we all know that he broke his neck I don't think it has that that kind of impact totally of, of what occurred at the time and not understanding what pain or agony he was in at, at that time as well I think nowadays, and it's, it's probably not the right thing to do, but you compare to some of the, the football players that play nowadays and kind of either faint injury or overreact to injury. Uh, and again, you know, it, it kind of puts into context the character that he was, because it wasn't, like I said, it was a tough game. Goalkeepers could be tackled. My father would come off the ground sometimes black and blue. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a tough game. And... It's a, it's a surprise. It's a surprise that he didn't, you know, he could have died. It's it's that the the uh, the consequence of breaking a neck, you know, being paralysed. Uh, you know, he, he was once they found that his neck was broken, he was put into traction. And I can remember my mother telling me that he lost his temper and ripped the traction off one day, which was on a bed. And then, of course, he was plastered around the head and down to his waist. So it couldn't move his, his neck or his head. And uh, they went to Germany to, for him to convalesce. Uh, and it must have been a great shock to think at that time that he, you know, he could have, would, have, would have thought that his career was over uh, with such an injury and he would never be able to play again. But of course, we all know that he, he did go on to play. So it's total shock that that, that happened. And uh, he was fortunate and lucky to, uh, to be able to continue and, and walk and be alive. Yeah, absolutely. It it's it's. I'm sure that that was definitely a moment in which your your father, and as you had already stated, it you don't you don't know what the end result's gonna be. You don't know if you're gonna play again, and I'm sure that was extremely frustrating for your father to to have that happen and to to want to play and and to have this love for the game that he had and to not be able to express it the way that you want to uh, it i can i can definitely see how that is re- extremely frustrating and but it's quite because again in, in the you know in the footage of the, of the game you know after he'd broken his neck or the incident where uh, he got he got hit mm-hmm. you know he still went to ground to to take the ball from the feet of players, you know, and, and it was that courageousness that, that you just don't kind of, you know, I'm sure that if he knew that his neck was broken when it happened, he wouldn't have carried on playing, but it's just, you know, just like a knock on the neck and was going to carry on playing, but, you know, total admiration for what he did. Yeah, there, as, as you had kind of alluded to with your answer earlier, it how many players would actually do that now? <laughs> yeah. Not not many. <laughs> but, it's, but with, if you think about it, you know, and, and you probably, I think you probably come on to the question later on, but, you know, it kind of brings to light the, how quickly a career can, can end, you know, and especially in, in those days and more so now with the, the, the salary that they kept playing, playing these, these games, that it can be over quite quickly. In your, in your in your early part of your career, 
also going back to what you had said, the 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 rules were completely different from now. It's there were slide ta- as you as you had said before the, the goalie could get tackled and that was something that that you could you can't you can't imagine now and the thankfully we have protections around the players now to where we can limit being things like this from happening but as as you had said before this was a different time so to have a, a 15 year career during this time frame where goalies could literally get physically beaten up during the middle of a game is absolutely truly remarkable to to how tough your father was and i had so much fun researching and looking into this it was it was truly amazing and and i wanted to as you had said i i did have another question having to do with the game back then versus the game now. And your father had expressed that he had a dislike for the money in the game now. And he didn't really understand. He he actually had a very similar mental philosophy to uh, my favorite soccer striker of all time, which is uh, Miroslav Klosa. And um, he, he just didn't understand why people could not just play the game to play the game. I wanted to ask, uh, how did your father feel about the glitz and fame changing football? I think nowadays, as we all know, with, with social media and, and, and the way that news is, is kind of spread around the world quite quickly, it's dramatic could change to what it was in, in, in those days. Uh, and... I can remember talking to him one day because he used to go back to, to the he used to fly back to the UK to do uh, charity events and dinners and and, uh, and and after dinner speeches, and sometimes he would go and represent Manchester City. Still, they never get paid for it, but he used to go to Manchester City and uh, go up on stage to uh, either present an award or something, and it'll be with the players of the day from City. And my father was always uh, very conscious of. The way that he presented himself, he was always smart, always well dressed, and you know these young players would turn up in jeans and t-shirts, and I would turn around and say, "Well, Dad, those jeans and t-shirts may cost more than your suit did," and he kind of said, "Well, it does make a difference. It's what you're representing." He was always very proud of representing the club that he played for, uh, and he was quite not damning, but kind of you know didn't fully understand how the you know the the influences that that money has now on the sport it's it is very much more like a business but uh it's if you go to i mean i've, I've been to the etihad and what city play on, on a few occasions and if you look at the money that's there and the business that it that it is that, that these games it's quite unbelievable and he, he saw this you know he saw the move from main road to the etihad uh he went on into the etihad and and we, again, it's probably a sad. The, the time that my, my after my father passed away, and, and my brother and I and our families went to the Etihad for the first game of the season after he passed away, and we were taken onto the pitch at half time, and the, the feeling of warmth you got from the from the crowd uh, in, in that day that was 2013, you know, 10 years ago since he's passed away, 
was quite phenomenal. So I, I can understand that, you know, he was very, not straight laced, but he was very proud, very strict in what he presented and how he presented himself. Uh, so coupled in with, you know, the little that he got paid, and I think when his pay was quite low, it was probably uh, equal to a, a qualified engineer at the time. And also his pay went down off season. So, you know, he, he got paid £15 for the FA Cup final in, in 56, uh, which is quite a, a shock compared to what players are getting paid nowadays. I think he'd be quite surprised in, in the way that the sport has, has changed with the, the science that's in there behind it now. And if you look at the Etihad and all the support in the academy and all the, uh, say the science that goes with it and all the, the, the pitches, the way the pitches have changed. Uh, and be quite surprised with that. Fifteen pounds for the FK, for the FA Cup final. Yeah, that, that's absolutely wild. I, it it really and truly is just amazing how much money has changed the game, and and in some ways good. And and I actually agree when it comes to your father it it there's definitely some negative consequences with with this amount of money getting into the game and and i i very much like to just play the game to play the game and it that that's that's the way that i perceive it and it's it's really it's nice to hear stories about others feeling the same way as well because that that i feel truly is is the beautiful game itself is when there's nothing else it's just you and a ball and nothing else really matters and it's truly amazing and and i absolutely love the the story of (laughs) your 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 father and and the the jeans and and the the shirts and oh that's I, I, it actually does make me wonder if those outfits were more expensive than the suit. <laughs> probably are. <laughs> but um, but yes, I I wanted to end our conversation with a a, a fun little question, at least uh, for the Premier League season right now. Who do you think is going to win the title this this year? That's a good question, isn't it? And it's, it's, if, I think if we knew that, I'd put some money on it. <laughs> uh, it's quite Arsenal. I think are, are just not so much romping away with it, but it's 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 close. And you know yourself if watching the, the the game in England, it, it can change. You know it, the dynamics of a team can change through injury or or other influences. That the, and it depends on on what games they've got coming up. Uh, home and away and the teams they've got to play it's you know you can get I mean look at Man United losing against Liverpool who would have thought that and then for Liverpool to lose yesterday uh, you just don't know do you it, it's it's again the, it's the magic of the sport to some degree you know I've uh, I'm, I'm quite fortunate my next door neighbour here where I live in East Anglia in, in, uh, is a Norwich City fan and on occasions I've been to watch Norwich City play at home uh, and I've seen Manchester City play Norwich City uh, a couple of years ago when, when Norwich were in the Premiership. And the, the class difference between the two teams on that particular game was quite dramatic. So, you know, I think it, it's nice. I'd like to see City 
do well in Europe. And I think that's one thing that Pep wants to fully achieve is that uh, you know it's it's something good to watch. I think the game is is when you watch City play, or in the top teams now, it is a good good sport to watch. And uh, I think Arsenal might just pip it. I'm not too sure, but it, it's close. Yeah, I I think. I think that's actually the way it'll probably go. Arsenal will get the title this year, but Manchester City will will try to aim for Europe. I think that is kind of the trophy that they they really want. They really 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 want. And so, yes. but yeah. but but yes, I thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I I really appreciate it. I absolutely love it and thank you so much for for the stories and to talk about your father is there anything that you wanted to say before uh we we in the episode no it's been an absolute pleasure i said like i said it on it's I'm, I'm always proud and honored to to speak about my father and it's quite synonymous in this year this year he would have been a hundred uh this year and Mm. Uh, I'm hoping that Manchester City will do something to, to celebrate that. Uh, as I already mentioned earlier on, there's, my father had a foundation, uh, again, which was built around why he got his, his, his OBE. And the foundation was, was set up with some businessmen in Germany. Uh, but unfortunately, the, the foundation had to fall because of the uh, lack of lack of funds. Mm. Uh, but my father kind of set in place something that I wish could have been taken forward and it's something that I'm getting close to retirement here in, in the UK from work and it's one thing I'd like to take forward myself with either uh, Manchester City or with St Town's Football Club uh, and try and look to to build on my father's legacy uh, and it would be good to, to try and make sure that continues because I think you know having uh, youth sport and recognised and and so forth forth would be good. So you know, part of the, the the foundation kind of mantra was was Courage Counts, and uh, the foundation left behind a, a lot of uh, signed certificates for for courage for for youth, and it was it was brought about to, as you mentioned, bring uh, relationships, build up relationships between the sport between the two the two nations between Germany and the UK. Probably based around where my father was born in Bremen and also in the northwest where he he played. And I've got these certificates signed by my father that need to be utilised and presented to people. But I've, it's trying to get that uh, that started. And at the moment with, with work, it's difficult to to dedicate the time to it. But I'm hoping if I retire in the next couple of years to be able to start to do that. I've kind of touched base with, as I mentioned, Atura, which is the the team youth team we play for in Germany. And St Helens Town Football Club, uh, with the idea of trying to uh, set up a a friendly match between the two uh, for charity, and try and relaunch the the foundations of the of the foundation, so to speak, whatever, uh, which would be good to do uh, because you know, yes, he is remembered. He's remembered very well in the northwest uh, from what he achieved, and it would be a shame for that legacy to just dwindle away. Uh, I really look forward to to seeing how that goes on and and keep me updated as well. I, I would really love to to hear about that as well. 
thank thank you mark so much for your time and and uh, i will see you later no thank you very much